Don't talk with your mouth full. Remember that. Practically everybody was told that at least once as a child. Some of us more recently. Where is this leading? to the Spud Goodman Radio Show with Chick Hunter. 60 minutes of audio on the internet. Now to kick things off, here is the studio orchestra of the Spud Goodman Show, Accordion Joe. From the bowels of NWCZ Studio in beautiful Tacoma, Washington, ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to rumble. Here he is, the head cheese meister of the world. Why? Web. It's Spud Goodman. Greetings. I'm Spud Goodman. Welcome, one and all, to this radio program. I'm in hopes everyone now, you know, listening feels that they made the right decision tuning in tonight to our show. So say hello to my longtime co host, Mr. Chick Hunter. Well, well, thank you, Spud. You know, you really seem at peace tonight. There's a certain. Home about you. What's up with that? You're scaring me. I don't know. I have been doing a lot of reading lately, though. Mostly magazines, you know, like Us, People, Rolling Stone, that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, like a dentist's office. Right. Um, you know how I was late jumping on board with most of the cool things that have gone down in the last 20 years or so? Like uh-huh. Late on X-Files, mm-hmm. late on Seinfeld, and you don't know, start watching until the second season. Uh, late on that Greed is Good Gordon Gecko deal from the first Wall Street movie. Anyway, this time I want to sign on to something before even my mother's on the train. What What are you referring to? Are you, are you about to add a new TV show to your DVR's favorite no, list? No, no, no. But sure? last, last week I did add The Legend of, of Mick Dodge, you know, who's on National Geographic it's Channel. cool. Great show. Yeah. Um, no, what I'm talking about is something more important than a TV show or a band. Really more important? Yep. Wow, a new pizza topping I've never heard of, or a new cheap domestic beer? No, no, no. I am talking about... The new Pope, okay? This guy is something else. I mean, you know how I feel about organized religion. Hmm. I don't have real fond feelings about taking marching orders from some corporate god operation. You know, the ones who could just as easily be selling Coca-Cola or Doritos? Yeah, I know. I've tried to get you to come with me to church over the years with me and my parents. You know, yeah, well, not all religions are run by crooks. Well, okay, I, maybe most, but well, you know. I'm not. I'm not saying here I'm joining any church right now. But I must say, this pope actually makes me think what it would be like to maybe go to mass again. It's been a few years, more like decades. Uh, and I, I think being sent off to Catholic school by my parents just still just stayed with me, and I, I have a lot of anger issues regarding to that, you know? I could handle being slapped around a bit by the nuns, but it was the freaking clothes that were a deal breaker for me. Salt and pepper corduroy pants, a white, sh- you know, short sleeve shirt with a clip-on tie. Five days a week, that was wrong. And your parents weren't even Catholic, were they? I mean, I know your mom isn't. No, 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 my, you know, my mom wouldn't even make me go to temple with her, and my dad never set foot in a church that I know of in his life, but they forced me into this like, kitty opus Dei cult that creeped the crap out of me. Yeah, well, I went to Catholic school too, and it wasn't that bad for me. I mean, sure, the clothes were embarrassing, and you made noise when you walked, especially taking the city bus to school. But whenever any kid gave me guff about what I was wearing, I just punched him in the 
face. Discussion over. Good to know. But I know I haven't made any decisions here, but you got to love this Francis dude. Yes, you do. He ditches the rent-free Vatican, Never Never Land, you know, digs for a studio apartment. He ditches the Pope Mobile and buys plus, a Kia. Plus. He tosses out all the fancy sort of like Elvis outfits, you know, he and... You know, I guess I guess that grumpy uh, old Pope Benedict left him a bunch of stuff behind in his closet, and, and now he just rotates a few outfits he picks up from some I don't know Italian Ross dress for less place. I'd read that. I don't know if it was true, but I read it. Must be true, I guess. But anyway, what's not li- you know what's not to like? This dude is a man of the people. If you want, I can go to confession with you sometime. I know you might be in there for a while, but I could bring a book or something no, while I wait. I don't know about confession right now, but anyway, not to a to a guy again. Not at this point. Bless me, I, I used to do that kind of stuff in the champagne room. No, it's it's been a long time since I've had communion. Do, do they still serve those like white little Wonder Bread wafers? Uh-huh. Or are they finally gone the health route with a whole gra- whole grain product? I hope so. Hopes. Well, I mean, who buys white bread anymore? Seriously, um, come on. I think they should try something from like Dave's Killer Bread Company. You know, maybe a multigrain or uh, gluten free or ooh. I don't know something. We could talk about it later. Right now, I got other stuff to do, though. Let's just get back on track here. I would like to announce we have our new video podcast up on our website, Facebook page, and YouTube channel. Yes, that's correct. This episode features the amazing band Metalachi, the world's only heavy metal mariachi band. So here's a song, a live song from the show. How about the Ace of Spades? Ay, ay, ay. Seattle. This is the Spud Goodman Show. Oh, 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 oh. Oh.
Uh, Spud, Spud, we have Jim Jeffries live call right now. Uh, uh, Jim, you with us? Yeah, hello, guys. How are you? Super, super. Hey, uh, welcome to the Spud Goodman Radio Show. With me is my longtime co-host, Mr. Chick Hunter. Chick, you can say hi, but that's about it. This guy's very busy. He doesn't have time to chit-chat. Hi. Okay, super. Okay, uh, personal disclaimer. I'm a fan. Love the HBO, HBO special. Seen every legit episode, and I'm pumped now that the second season is here again on Wednesdays on FXX. Okay, Jim, you'll be appearing in Seattle tonight at the Moore Theater at 8 p.m., so my listeners need to, I guess, hustle on down there if there are any tickets available, though I believe it's basically sold out. Speaking of FX, FXX, how the hell did they pick what shows stayed on FX and what shows went to this new channel, FXX? Did they, like, just, I don't know, put the shows in a hat and some suit at Fox picked them out, or did you know, can you justify um, your staying it's, here? It's meant to be, what I've been told is it's meant to be... Uh, for males between the age of 18 and 34, where the other channel is for males between the ages of 25 to 40 or so. It's something like that. There's some slight difference between the two channels. But to be honest with you, I think that the, the difference is there's going to be more comedy on FXX and, uh, and FX is going to be focusing more on drama. Hey, uh, you hail from Australia but now live in L.A. Any differences that jump out at you besides maybe the fast food? I mean, they don't have In-N-Out's down under, do they? No, there's no In-N-Out. And, um, uh, no, but apart from that, it's pretty, pretty similar, really. The weather's the same and, uh, you know, except you don't get you know, don't get skin cancer as much. It's, it's uh, no, I, I, I love LA. Okay, I, nice. I go back to Australia and I, I, um, I sort of, I sort of miss LA. I, 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 I think America's home now, like properly home. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I thought would the In and Outs be called Out and Ins down there? Yeah, 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 down under. All right. <laughs> now, you presented disabled characters in a brilliant manner on Legit. DJ Qualls is freaking hilarious as Billy, and I love Nick Daly very much as Rodney. Have you received any interesting feedback from viewers to this point? Um, we received a lot of uh, positive feedback, actually. But before the show aired, we received a lot of negative um, feedback from the disabled community because they thought I think they thought we were going to take the piss about it mm-hmm. you know but um, no the feedback's been nothing but good um, ever since uh, ever since it aired but before it aired there were some people saying that DJ shouldn't be playing a disabled character that only disabled actors should be able to play disabled characters and they call it in that in the, in the industry crit face a quote cripple face the same as like people call it black face when a white person blacks up you know, mm-hmm. so it, it uh, yeah, I, that was a term I never heard, crip face. But then you then you look at that prick on, on Glee in the wheelchair. He's not, he, he can walk as well. You know what I mean? So who cares? Just uh, it was, it's uh, it's it's nice to be able to employ um, disabled actors as well. Um, I don't think they often work in comedies. Often they get jobs in Hallmark films where they're right. a lifetime, where there's some tragic fuck figure. Right. But uh, at least they get to be in something where they get a laugh. Okay. Um, some have described you as somewhat dark in your worldview. I, I, too, have had that tag. Do your happy-go-lucky friends get on you to lighten up, or do they just accept you as you are? I don't have any happy-go-lucky friends. All right, there you I'm go. only friends meeting. Sounds my girlfriend gets on to me about that. She's happy-go-lucky, but she's my girlfriend. It's not like she's my friend. 
<laughs> Good point. Good point. Um, you know, I, I have a couple that say they can only take me in small doses. My, my chick here, my, my co-host, represents the goodness and light, so I guess that's why I'm still on the air. Uh, so, hey, I got to ask you, how many years do you have to do legit to get Seinfeld syndication money? Are you like three seasons away now? Oh, no. I'm, I think it's like eight seasons. Eight. I'm, oh, I'm man. So Damn. Okay. You gotta, right. do it. you gotta do it like it's 100 episodes. 100. I, mean, I only do 13 episodes a season. And you guys do 10? So, we do 13. 13, okay. So I'm, 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 up to, I'm up to episode 23, so I've got a while to go. Oh, you do? Okay, wow. all right. Something to shoot for. Hey, uh, in 19 words or less, can you describe the, the rules to Australian rules football? Because I keep having to Google things when I'm watching the games. I notice though you guys don't have cheerleaders or marching bands, so that's a plus. I don't know if I can do it in 19 words or less, but I'll give it a go. Give it, uh, give it a go. Uh, uh, kick ball. Yes. Uh, through post. Yes. Uh, uh, if you catch it, you get a free kick. Write this down, Chick. There we go. How many oh, words is that? That's that did. That's about it. Is there, is that about, that's how you score then? Okay. All right. Uh, and there's actually time cap. Right, so the thing is, the thing is, if I do it in under 19, basically what you do is you kick the ball. Yeah. And then you jump up, and if you catch it on the fall, then you get to have a free kick where you get to kick it by yourself. But if you don't catch it on the fall, it bounces on the ground. Everyone can scramble for it and then keep kicking it. And so you keep kicking it until someone catches it, and then if you kick it through the post, you get six points. Six. Okay. Five points. You get one point. Six, but if you're ca- kicking and catching it. Six points. You got this down, Chick? Six points. Kicking Okay, catching. right. I don't want to have to deal with this again when don't I watch it. Don't fall down. I got, All right, don't got fall it. down. All right, too. super. Um, hey, are you a big fan, though? I got to ask you that. No, I'm not. I don't follow that sport. Good. Uh, All right, I, fine. I work. I've watched a few games. Because I, I can't like freaking rugby league. F- rugby, yeah. And I, I like rugby. I was actually, actually, I watched rugby Saturday. It was on, uh, yeah, Pac-12 Network. On purpose, It was Cal and... Uh, UCLA. Anyway, all right. Um, hey, you have a kid now. Has that changed your humor much? Changed my what much? Your humor. My humor? No, it's all the same. No. No. Just, you know, I just don't go out as much. Okay. No, I, I, I find it weird that people think it would change my sense of humor. I, I look. There's enough footage of me telling awful jokes. Why change now? It's not like my kid's going to grow up and go, "Oh, my dad's a clean comic." There, there's archive footage of me saying horrible things. Some of us keep saying horrible things. That's always been my thought process. All right, super. Um, okay, I'll, I'll wrap this baby up. I know you got stuff to do. Uh, what's been your most memorable moment to this point in your career in show business? Um, legit's probably been the best bit, but the most memorable sort of one-off moment. Was, I did Carnegie Hall about six months ago, so that was pretty. Wow, amazing. that would be very cool. Yeah. Uh, you, you, ever play, uh, you ever play bingo? Enterprise is the most memorable. What? What's that? I just wondered, have you have any of your friends in the United States taking you to play bingo? Uh, no, but I played bingo in the UK. Oh, so cool. Pretty, that was pretty impressive. Yeah, all right, super. Um, what are your mid-range career goals at this point, besides maybe getting from day to day? that's Those are mine, but what are you, what are you looking at? I'd like to be in a movie or two. I'd like to give that a go. I don't know mm-hmm. if that'll happen. Of course it'll happen. I, I mean, my, my next goal is to get into some movies or even write a movie. Uh, that should be that should be like a piece of cake because uh, God knows you got fans. I mean, witness your you know your your 
your concert showings. I mean, you sell out every way ever. And anyway, all right, well, tell you what. I want to thank you, Jim, very much for uh, taking the time to call in and visiting with us. Right, Chick? Very, very cool. All right, that's, all enough. Right. that's enough. All right, man, you take it easy, okay? Thanks, thanks for having me, Rod. appreciate it. For all who love beautiful music, there's one program you must hear. This is the Spud Goodman Show. All right, it's musical guest interview time. Yes, we are. We are very much pleased to have Warning Danger with us tonight. Um, okay, for our listeners who cannot get a visual on uh, on you guys right now, obviously Chick and I can because we have eyes. I'm right here. But people at home, they're staring at a computer screen or their phone or whatever, so uh, whatever they're listening on. Give us a description of the, the look of the band. It's different. I like it. We're warning danger. We're here to warn you about the dangers of danger. And we oh. dress the part, too. Very, very dangerous. Lots yep. of reflective gear that we wear that's right <laughs> and our name on our reflective vests too so you know who we are it's kind of unsettling but uh, i like it you're ready for anything i know that i know that for a fact we're very visible that's right super <laughs> um okay now i've got a question now i've done some research here and now i want the truth from you you gotta tell me wasn't your original name fluffy cloud puppies no. <laughs> Fluffy told you. Puppies was not on the board. I told board. you. That oh. sounds dangerous. Sorry about that, guys. <laughs> hey, uh, what's the biggest fear of the band from reading some of the uh, titles of your songs? It seems like you guys might even have a, you know, like a tough time getting out of bed in the morning. Clowns are pretty high. Clowns are scary. Yes. Godzilla. Yes. Don't like paying bills. No. Cougars. Cougars. <laughs> Zombies. That's, that's fire ants. Cougar. Everything's Cougar scary, ants. really. There's lots of scary stuff. Lots <laughs> if you start about. thinking about it and focusing on it, and, you know, Chick is still in, you know, he's had some issues and is you know, in therapy, and I don't I'm dealing really think with it? we want him to start focusing on specifics. I don't need that image yeah, in my okay, brain. Okay, all right, super. Um, hey, do you guys have there any it is. gut feeling on uh, who really killed Natalie Wood, you know, 20-some years ago? Because I still don't buy that she drowned. Natalie Wood, is that the lead singer for 10,000 Maniacs? No, she was an actress, <laughs> Academy Award winner. Many oh, years. Robert Ron Wagner. Ron yeah. She was doing something unsafe. So if you guys had been there, you would have saved her. That's what I was kind of Probably needed at. a life vest, that's for sure. Okay, yeah, you guys, yeah, all right. Hey, what are the short-term goals of the band at this point? We're going on tour. Where are you going? We are going to play a VFW hall in Missoula, Montana. That's super. And we're oh. playing the Shredder in Boise, and we have a zombie-themed uh, music video that we're working on. That's right. right. Very cool. Well, what's the title of the first song you're going to do, and is there a backstory to it? Uh, I hate paying bills. That's right. And well, Is uh, that the backstory or the name of the song? <laughs> that's the name of the song. <laughs> and, something um, we can all relate to? Okay, well, kind of self-explanatory. Yeah, it is kind of, sort of. I'm kind of picking that up. So why don't you, uh, let let's do this? All right, you guys are gonna like this song because this song I give away free money. It's all about how I hate paying bills. It makes me ill. Makes me wanna kill those who get their fill off my. Cards. 
axe. Don't even axe. How much they axe. Up my green bear. Oh, sure. My God. Medicare. Paying bills, it makes me ill. It makes me want to kill those who get their fill off my bills. This is the Spud Goodman Radio Show. Salsa. I could eat salsa all day long. I put it on things that I know are wrong, like pouring it over a ding-dong or putting a teaspoon in my bong. Looking back, if it was handed out with MREs, the U.S. Army might have defeated the Viet Cong, or at least the war wouldn't have drug on so long. I could eat salsa all day long, but I should say... It sometimes does irritate my acid reflux. Hey, what's up? This is Tracy Morgan. I'm a black dude. You're listening to my favorite white guy, Spud Goodman. Names don't get any whiter than that, do they, Charlie? That's crazy. Uh, uh. And once again, here's Spud and Chick. Fuck it. Fuck it. Spud, 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 We have Lisa Lampanelli on the line. All right. Hey, Lisa, you there? Uh, yes, and in advance, you're welcome, because I'm stellar interview. Get ready. Uh, I'm totally ready, because you are a woman that holds a special place in my heart. You're the, the, the queen of mean, but a true American original, both on stage and off stage. And I want to be quoted. Maybe you can get that on a blurb or something. Uh, Anyway, I'm guessing uh, about the uh, offstage thing, because we haven't met in person yet, uh, as far as the Queen of Mean thing, I, I don't know. Uh, true or false? Offstage, too? No, that's the problem. It's like, I wish I was, but I think like Rickle said, the nicer you are offstage, the meaner you are on stage. Or maybe he didn't say that. Maybe I said that about him. Who knows? But all I know is we get it out on stage and then offstage. We're kind of nice, except if you piss us off. Well, you picked the right role model. <laughs> uh, we are we worship Mr. Rickles. All right. Um, you're going to be appearing tomorrow night at the Moore Theater in Seattle at 7 p.m. Some tickets are still available, but they're going really fast. So, uh... That's true, right? Yes, that's what they say. Yes, 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 and I actually filmed one of my Comedy Central specials there. It was one of my favorites, and uh, I have a whole new hour of material. I haven't been to Seattle in ages, so people who come out, they're going to see the brand new stuff. It's about me, my struggles, my horrible life, because I'm now a skinny married bitch. Oh, yeah. People need to hear about Oh, it. yeah, we're going to get into that. That's um, what America wants to see. But let's start at the beginning here. Uh, so you were a product of the Catholic school system like Chick and I here, and you've mentioned you were an attention whore as a kid growing up in your memoir, Chocolate, Please, My Adventures in Food, Fat, and Freaks. Were you a nun's pet or not? 
Oh, no, they hated me. In fact, Sister Angelica in fifth grade yelled at me so loud, she shoved me in a closet. But luckily I told my mom, and you don't want to F with my mom. She's a battle axe and a half. So Sister Angelica probably, uh, you know, she's she's probably a lesbian now somewhere. Yeah, that stuff kind of happens. And yeah, I, I got shoved in a closet too. Yeah, well, come on out. Um, hey, hey, when you were on yeah. the Celebrity Apprentice, did you ever want to kick Donald Trump in the nuts? Because I interviewed him years ago, and I never met a bigger dick. Okay, okay, maybe well, no, Bill O'Reilly. Well, there's the thing. Trump and I somehow, for some weird reason, get along because I think really? I have a place in my heart for him because I roasted him twice. Yeah, and he was such a good sport at the roast that he already he likes being made fun of. So I figured, you know what, I, I'd make fun of him a little in the boardroom, and he'd laugh along. He wouldn't let anybody else get away with anything, but I could. And he'd just go, she's terrific. So no, he isn't one of the biggest douchebags I ever talked to. There are way bigger douchebags I've talked to. All right. I mean, I spent well, my two or three or four minute interview trying to shake his hand repeatedly just because I, I guess he's not into that. But anyway, all right. Uh, as I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I think that's funny. I love when you try to force people to do things they don't want to do. I want to see you try to force Howie Mandel to shake hands or do something or Woo-hoo. kiss him on the lips. That'd be great. That's where he could kill himself. Yeah, I would. I like Howie, so I probably wouldn't. I wouldn't probably force him in the corner. But he, uh, as a veteran of the Comedy Central roast, and just possibly you are the best in the world in this art form, is there any subject that is off limits to hit somebody with? I'm just curious, because you're fearless. I mean, I don't think so. I mean, I made a joke about Mr. Brady dying of AIDS. I made jokes about everybody's vagina. I mean, I pretty much think like, I mean, especially Andy Dick's vagina, that thing is stretched out. So it's just like, no, I think pretty much everything is fair game unless they specifically say, please don't talk about a certain subject. Then, of course, you have to respect that. Super. Um, But no, I think pretty much everything is, is fair game. It would be with me. What was your what is your favorite roast that you've done to this point? I gotta say, I don't know why this one always stands out, but the Gene Simmons roast oh, that yeah. we did for A and E was the best. And I don't know why. Maybe it was just the vibe of the room. It was the fact that Gene can take a joke that he looks like he's from you know <laughs> Planet of the Apes with that hair. Yep. I mean, there's just and there's so much material about him that is horrible about himself. I just, I love that one. And Flavor Flav actually was very good, too. That was fun. That was that was a good one, too. Yeah, I love that one. <laughs> now, if you were going to have a comedy cage match, it would be Lisa Lampanelli versus who? Oh, it has to be Jeffrey Ross. Are you kidding me? Oh, that yeah. ugly little nah, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. That's right. I'd pay. Uh, um, hey, you're married now, but in your dating years, you have written that you enjoyed sleeping with black men, but as the years went by, you noticed their affections had turned away from, you know, cra- you know curvy, zoftig white women, and that was rather disappointing to you. I also have experienced similar problems. Black women are just not that into me anymore either. And it's very depressing. They, I, I don't well, get it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't either. It's like all of a sudden the blacks got very uppity. They said, oh, 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 all of a sudden we can get the cream of the crop. They don't have to throw it to a fat white girl anymore. Well, I got back at them and I married a white guy because I didn't want a guy with uh, uh, kids. So there you go. We all worked it out. Gotcha. Okay, super. We all got down. along. I'm writing that down. Um, they still like uh, my, my co-host chick here. But I have to deal with that. Okay, um, this fault. is something that I found quite interesting. Um, you did a show in Topeka Kansas in 2011, and those lovely citizens from the Westboro Baptist Church picketed outside your performance, so Bless you uh, pledged to donate a thousand bucks per demonstrator. Uh, how much did you end up writing a check for? 
I wrote a check for $50,000 out of my own pocket because oh. guess what? I said, you know what? These a-holes are going to come out. We'll let them see that it hurts them more than it helps them. So they got to protest, but then the Gay Men's Health Crisis, which is my chosen charity, mm-hmm. got to get fifty grand to help people with HIV. So there you go, in your face, Westboro, and I got a nice tax write-off so everybody could suck it. All right, that's a win-win. Uh, best moment ever? Probably. All right, all right. Um, hey, as a woman in comedy, have you faced much sexism in your career? I would think anyone trying that angle with you wouldn't survive for very long. No, you're right, because I was never, you know, a good-looking chick who the guys wanted to stick one in. You know, it was always like, oh, you know, I can't even sleep my way to the top. So, no, I didn't get much sexism. Also, I I was always kind of guy-funny. Mm-hmm. I didn't do a lot of girl-type jokes. Mm-hmm. So, a guy-funny chick kind of, I think, men will accept more. So, yeah, I always had a pretty, I wouldn't say an easy time. Nobody has an easy time in any art form. But I think I've got none of the crap that, like, say, say a really hot woman would get. So my funny-lookingness really helped me in the end, I think. Okay, super. Um, Hey, you're now working on a one-woman show on Broadway uh, called Fat Girl Interrupted. When's that going to open? Because everybody, everybody, there's a little bit of buzz on that, and we're trying to figure out what's going on with it. I know, I know. I'm trying it out of town, several markets. I'm doing it in Santa Rosa, California. Mm -hmm. I'm doing it in, oh my God, we just did it in... we to Philly. Oh my God, it was great. And what happens is you try it out at a bunch of markets and then you see when it's ready for Broadway and we figure it's going to be ready by October. Oh. So producers are working on securing a theater now. I'll believe the Broadway dates when I get them in my cold, dead hands, mm-hmm. but we'll see. You know, it's fantastic. It's not... It's it's not stand-up, but it's still super funny. But it has a lot to do with my struggle with weight and men and food. And it's really good. I'm proud of it. Um, dealing with the weight thing, just briefly, uh, what are we talking about? How much did you lose? Oh, I, lose, I lost 107 pounds. Oh, my and gosh. And my husband also got the surgery that I got for weight loss, and he lost 98. So it's like we lost, oh, 17 Sarah Jessica Parkers total. Damn, you could have won this season's Biggest Loser, and you did it for free. Exactly. The thing is, you know what? The biggest loser you ever see, they all gain their weight back, those fat bastards. I'm like, get cut out my stomach. I'm not going to gain that weight back. So this is why we did it. We wanted a permanent fix that we could really kind of kind of, get the most out of. All so right. it was worth it. Okay, super. Um, so I, I take it uh, the uh, shopping expeditions are a little bit more boring, though, when you go to the Safeway or something, though, right? Or Oh my God! No, what happens is you you can eat you can eat any type of food you want, but you have to eat tiny amounts because your stomach's so small. Uh-huh. So we have like a huge we have huge amounts of leftovers, but at least we don't eat like we have nine rectums like we used to. So it's a win win for old Jimmy and me, and we'll live longer to torment people. But so th- that's nice. So no Costco visits for sure on that one. So all right, okay. Oh no, no, exactly. Okay. Um. What has been your most memorable moment? I know this is trite cliche, but it is in my contract. I got to ask this. Your most memorable moment in comedy to this point? Hmm. I did like that I sold out Radio City Music Hall and Carnegie Hall in one three-month period. That was cool. And also on Radio City, um, I danced because that's where the Rockettes danced. So I Mm -hmm. hired a Rockette to teach me how to do a dance, and that was fun. Like, I just like that kind of, like, kitschy bullcrap. So, yeah, that was fun. Um... Most of the roasts are pretty memorable, and I gotta say, doing an HBO special, there's never anything like that because it's just the biggest compliment to even land one. So I guess that was pretty memorable too. 
you still uh, dig going on Howard's show? We had Craig Gass on a little oh. while ago. He, he spoke of you. Oh, the best thing ever. Howard, there's just something when Howard Stern laughs at you, you go, wow, I must be funny. Because mm -hmm. he's seen it all, done it all. And it's just always an honor for him to even say I can come on. So, yeah, oh, over the rest of my life, I, keep, I hope he keeps doing that show. Yes. Uh, also, uh, I'm with you on that. Well, um, Chick, you guys say, want to say anything? I, I just can't wait for you to come to town. That'll be cool. All right. Okay. Well, we're I pumped. I do love the Seattle market. The Seattle market's funny because, um, you know, you guys, you don't have a lot of minorities. You don't even take your coffee black. I mean, it's ridiculous. But you people, you always have a sense of humor. To, to, to have me film one of my specials there, that has a good place in my heart, so I can't wait to see everybody down there again. Okay, super. I'll, I'll, I should say, also, we're on some other places around the country. Uh, are you going to Florida or Texas anytime in the near future? Oh, my God. I am going to be going to Dallas or Houston, I think. Go to my uh, website, insultcomic.com. That has all my dates. And, okay. uh, yeah, I'm definitely, those are two places I frequent quite often. So, yes, I hope to see everybody there. All right. Hopefully they can get on the get on the net and check that out. All right. Once again, Lisa Lampanelli will be appearing at the Moore Theater tomorrow night, February 28th. Showtime is 7 p.m. This is Seattle, Washington I'm speaking of. Don't miss her. That's, that's an order. All right. Thank you again, Lisa, and you take care, okay? Anytime. Thank you for your help, you guys. Right. Thank you for not hurting Bye. us. Of course. Bye-bye. The Spud Goodman Radio Show with Chick Hunter will return in just a moment. They are intelligent and highly trained. Spud, if you went to Mass with me and my parents this Sunday, you would find a lot of things have changed since the last time you went. It's not like a foreign film anymore in the middle of it, and now it's all in English. I didn't mind the, the Spanish riffs. Huh? It made me feel like I was traveling to another country, which we could never afford. Spanish? Oh, you mean Latin, like, yeah, okay, like Latin, Arm yeah. of Rumque, Canotri, Quiprimus Saboris? Yeah, 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 I kind of liked it myself, too. Sure. Oh, 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 and now you don't have to keep hitting yourself in the chest all the time when the priest says a certain word. Yeah, I didn't mind that either. It, it kept me awake. I enjoy awake. it now. What? what what I didn't like was having to kneel all the time because my knees would kill me on Sunday nights, and I started to like wear these little knee pads under my uh, suit pants. Good move. And it, was, it made it a little easier. But anyway, we can talk about this stuff later. We need to move along and get the show going here, right? I remember when they said you could order a cheeseburger on Friday and lose the fish sticks. That was a real plus for me as a little kid. Well, I, I dig fish sticks. Yeah. After I got kicked out of Catholic school in like the 11th grade, yeah, I told myself I would never eat them again because, you know, they still serve them anyway every Friday in the school cafeteria after they did away with it. Anyway, and they're all, fish sticks were always in my face. And I guess that's why I could never let go. I could never let go. I still like them. They're tasty, they especially are. with my secret sauce of ketchup and Miracle Whip. Ooh, mixed up. Arctic Circle special sauce. I forgot why they kicked you out of school again. Did you cheat on a test or something? No, I mean, that, that would have taken way too much planning. No, I got booted out for refusing to take a shower in PE. They gave me like four oh. or five warnings before, you know, they had to follow through. 
through. They got a hold of my parents, and they just expelled me. It was basically the greatest day of my life. Maybe besides when the Sonics won the NBA championship in '79, I will. I just I remember it well that day. Yeah, I, I hated to take showers in PE too. Man, some of the guys are pretty cruel. I, I guess I just tuned out most of the mean things. The older ones would yell at me. Yeah. What, what can I say back at that age? I mean, there's no way I could have come back at them with the the grower, not a shower defense. I mean, it wouldn't would not have gone over well. Well, maybe not. I don't know. You could have thrown it out. Anyway. I'm a grower, uh, not um, a shower. But uh, on that disgusting note, I think it's time for some more music. And uh, so, Warning Danger, please rescue me from that thought that's now permanently etched in my head. Thanks, Bud Goodman. You totally rock. Thanks for having us. This song's called Cougar Attack. Mary the Tin House. She got a face got face by a baseball bat. Kind of smell like scat. Went inside, I tried to hide. Just like the real thing. Before we, uh, before we roll our next guest, uh, we, I'll be honest with you, we had to tape this thing today. We were playing phone tag with Mr. Hal Sparks all week. We finally caught up to him on a plane. I think he was on the tarmac or something in Vegas. And so it paid let, off. Yeah, we, we finally got him this morning, so let's roll the thing. He's playing tonight, you know. Please say hello to actor, comedian, musician, talk show host, Hal Sparks. You there, Hal? Yes, I am, actually, actually, and I'm willing to do all four of those particular things in the next eight minutes. Oh. We're gonna make it, we'll try and crowbar it all in. Cool. I know it's hard. I hope so. Okay, welcome to the show, and uh, with me is my co-host, Thanks. Mr. Chick Hunter. I should advise you, this is not another morning zoo or afternoon zoo program. The world's already met the legal limit for those. No, we aim to do a show that's totally devoid of all that entertaining stuff, all right? Okay. All right. Well, 
so far so good. Yeah. Um, so there's not. I, I I was confused. My publicist said, "Hold on." Hey, that's part of my. This is how active and live we are. This is, hey, I'm on an airplane this. right now. Yeah, let's explain. And it's this. hard with, for a morning show to show to actually have to play the game. Like, you know, guess which celebrities breaking wind by the sound. It's hard to play those kind of games when you're actually on a plane. For it is. People, but I, I am willing. Hopefully the people get this, that you are actually on a plane on a stopover in Vegas, right? Yeah, absolutely. On my way to uh, Seattle to do a show with Parlor Live tonight. That's right. Now I was just um, going to say that. Tonight. And you have two shows tomorrow night and two more on Saturday, both at 7.30 and 10. Tickets are available at the Parlor and I believe also online. So I got that out of the way. All righty. Let's do this. You're a longtime member of Stephanie Miller's radio show and uh, are the main member of the Sexy Liberal Comedy Tour that sells out every freaking place you guys go. Mm-hmm. So this is my question. It's now. Is it now a verifiable fact that uh, progressive uh, issue-oriented talk shows and stand-up comedy tours are not boring? Because I listen to you guys all the time, did when you were on the show regularly, and I've never been bored ever. You guys proved that liberal issues in terms of comedy can be funny. Well, yeah, I, I guess the, the assumption is, sorry, the, the pilot is telling you his life story. Um, I love when they do that. Like, everybody on the left side of the plane gets to see the Grand Canyon. Right side of the plane, you guys are kind of just going to stare at clouds. Sorry about that. I'll do a circle. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, that's exactly, you know, the reality of, of being an actually pro-human being movement, as, yes. as progressives are. You can allow for all the stuff that makes you human, including laughter. Um, whereas, I, you know... I mean, they're conservative attempts at humor, um, but usually they just come off as mean. Um, so, uh, you know, we have a lot of room to be funny and fun in, in general. I, and, think you know, you, I think you might be referring Steph, to Red Eye, though, aren't you? If that was maybe Steph, a reference there? Yes. Yeah. Steph is almost completely drunk uh, all the time. So it really does help, you know. Gotcha. It, uh, it loosens her up tremendously. As anybody who's gotten one of those on-stage crotch shots she hands out, um, has, has ever gotten, you know, I, it's funny being in that group and end up being kind of, you know, hey, I'm always sober because I don't drink, but being the legitimate sober one, like, okay, uh, am I getting everybody home? Is that what I'm doing? No. Right, right. So that's why they have you come along. Hey, Howell Drive. That's right. Yeah, right. I'm the designated driver of the Secular Liberal Show. That's what I was, that was my old role. What's your take on the Fox Nation's 24-7 loop of uh, Benghazi, Obamacare, and Benghazi? Um, I, well, I would say that um, they're only doing that because it's too early to do uh, specific Hillary hit pieces. Okay, that's Because they know she's going to beat whatever sociopath they run next time. Um, it will either be Rand Paul or Marco Rubio or Ted Cruz or Mike Huckabee, and all of them are going to lose horribly to whoever it is. So all they can do is chip away at the winning number. That's all they're doing now. I was kind of hoping for Scott Walker, but yeah, I guess well, I guess time will tell. But it's, it's going to be an empty You know, I, I, those those new emails that came out might have just lambasted his choice. He, he may be the second coming of Chris Christie in that regard. Yep. He's not exactly, you know, Mr. Lightning, though. Even if they do run him, um, it's, <laughs> I just want to see... Hillary going, you have no chance, young Scott Walker. But um, <laughs> there's no point where he's anything more than a vice presidential candidate. It's not going to happen. Basically, the best they can hope for is two half-assed VPs running next time. Like, yeah, I guess both of these would be kind of a poor man's Dan Quayle. Right, right. That's ah. going to be happening. 
Yeah. Maybe they should give him a spelling test too. That would be cool. Uh, it's, and talking about the debates, um, who would pass? And when they when they get all those uh, got all those clowns together, it'd be interesting. Um, hey, when you hosted the Soup on the E Channel in the ninety nine two thousand season, did you get to pick the clips? I'm trying to remember who were the Kardashians of that era. Who was the go to meat and potatoes uh, site? Like Jerry Springer, Montel Williams, were they helpful then? Yeah, it was Jerry Springer. I mean, pretty much it was the gift that kept on giving. Um, Interestingly enough, uh, you know, I don't know if you've seen the documentary The Wild and Wonderful Whites of West Virginia. Oh, um, yeah. Oh, just, yeah. Yeah, spectacular stuff. Um, it, damn, it's, it's, it's the movie I give every uh, Republican who, who always goes, it's all these African-American people who are on public assistance. They're eating up all our stuff. Like, okay, go watch, go watch that movie and then get back to me on that. Um, yep. Basically, it's as if the Jerry Springer crowd was on TV and then they made it into the movies. Um, so... They've actually uh, sort of classed themselves up and out of the township range. Um, but to me, you know, it's, that's that's my back in the day, if you know what I mean. Right. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, that, that movie has haunts me at night because... Uh yeah, it's uh, yeah, yeah, and I don't even need to describe it. It goes, it goes without saying. No, people, and you couldn't even give, do it justice if you ha- if people have seen it. They're holding their foreheads right now, and if they haven't seen it, um, they're like, I gotta, I gotta look at it. It's on Netflix, I think. So, yep, it yeah. is absolutely. And hey, music's a big part of this show, our show, and I understand mm-hmm. you have a band yourself, Zero One, that. Uh, yep. You know, they hit up and perform in the L.A. area. I have a cut, American Psycho, from your last album, and we're going to play that on our post-show report that airs right after the nice. show. I'm going to have my host, Ivy Quinn, put it on. How would you describe your sound? Um, you know, I think we're a mix of uh, 80s metal and, and uh, you know, 90s Alice in Chains era grunge, a, a cad. Um, but, I, you know, I really like hair metal and I like melodic metal. So that's our zone. Um, hopefully there's some, you know, a, a good mixture of you know poly rock like political rock um, and, and that's what American Psycho really is um, hey I gotta ask you this because this is my money question um, what's been your most right. mem- memorable moment to this point in show business I know it's a heavy duty question it's it's, it's you know it's deep and everything can you hit me with something oh yeah I, I mean it, it, you got an hour I mean there's a ton of them not the least of which is probably the time I met Steve Martin because I've always been a huge Steve Martin fan and I met George Carlin, and I got to talk to him, and he was very approachable, and that was a great conversation about writing and comedy, and that was certainly a dream come true. But when Steve Martin had just written something about Talk Soup, he just said something in an article, which, while I was on it, and he said, um, irony in American media begins and ends on Talk Soup. And he meant me and what I was doing mm-hmm. on the show. Mm-hmm. And, and, I, and a couple of the writers didn't know if that was a slam or not. And I was like, he, he's being positive. And, and anyways, I saw him at the American Comedy Awards. He's sitting at a table, two tables away. And I'm like, I have to go over and talk to him about that because that's amazing. The fact that he watches the show while I'm on it is, you know, and he's such a hero of mine. And everybody around me said, don't go. <laughs> he's very quiet and reserved. He doesn't like to talk to people. He doesn't know you. He won't really be, you know, chatty. He'll be, you know, he'll claim up. He'll be disappointed. If he's one of your heroes, it'll kind of ruin it for you. Just don't go. Let it go and don't go anywhere near. And literally to the point where I'm like, I'm going to go. I don't care. And everybody at the table is like, no, 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 do, do, do. And I go over and, and I walk up there and I go, hi, Steve from Hell Spark. Someone talks to you. And he starts prattling. He literally starts talking at me nonstop, high speed, just, you know, a million words a second and about the show and about comedy and about how I made him laugh once and blah 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 and I didn't hear a word he said because I was so freaked out that he was actually talking since everybody told me the opposite 
that I literally was just smiling and nodding. And inside my head, I was going, uh, you should probably say something or he's going to think you're insane. Um, so that, you know, that was a pivotal moment. Um, Heck yeah. Heck yeah. That was actually caused, yeah, that was actually caused by the fact that I saw Madeline Kahn in a restaurant in the 90s before she, obviously, uh, she died of cancer and she, a year after I saw her. And I didn't go up and say hi because I was like, I don't want to bother her. She's getting by herself. And, and. I didn't know she was battling cancer at the time. I didn't know she was going to pass away a year later. And I thought, oh, you know, one day I'll walk up to her. I'll tell her how influential she was to me and how funny she was. Now I think she's one of the few perfect comedians on the planet. And I never got a chance to. So from now on, I have a bulldozer rule. I don't care. If they end up being rude about it, I don't care. But at least I'll plant that thought. That, uh, at least I'll be grateful to a person who gave me something. Well, I think you might want to keep that thought in mind because my uh, executive producer, Lori Madsen, will be at your show tomorrow night, and she's going to plow right on through and say hello to you, so be prepared for that. That's a heads up. Okay. So, All right. Well, I, I consider myself forewarned or whatever. Because right. I do, actually, the show uh, wearing juggernaut armor from, uh, um, you know, from a, you know the, the Call of Duty video game. Um, I think it's uh-huh. the only safe way to do it. It's basically like a sneeze guard at a salad bar. I just wear one all the time because... There you, you know, go. I think you're going to need get, it. Okay. People get very uh, overzealous. Yeah. Okay. Well, once again, Hal Sparks will be performing at the Parlor Comedy Club in Bellevue, Washington, starting tonight, and two shows tomorrow night and Saturday, 7.30 and 10. I want to thank you so much for uh, at least uh, you know taking the time to check in with us while you're on the plane. Hopefully, we didn't uh, annoy too many of the people sitting around you. Uh, take a look around right now. No, they're all gone. They cleared, they cleared the plane. I think I'm about uh, to be pressed. You got um, juice. If I don't know. It's gonna be a blank rubber gloves on. It's gonna it's gonna work out. I think it's gonna be fun. All right, all right, super. Uh, I just want to tell you, I really appreciate you doing this. Hopefully, we'll see you at the show. You take care of yourself. All right. I I insist. I will see you guys down there, and we'll do a vine or a tweet or something together. Absolutely. You take care. Bye. No, there were lies, deception involved in all of this. And now, the mainstream media, lamestream, that is the problem. Well, I just saw the clip of uh, the soundbite there. It's a little bit of a, it's a little bit of a flirting with disaster. It's a little bit of a flirting with disaster. Flirting with disaster when it comes to trying to win over constitutionalists, talking about uh, some stripping of talking about uh, some stripping of talking about uh, some stripping of. That's going to be a tough one to overcome. But, 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 talking about uh, some stripping of our butt, uh, some stripping of our butt. Very happy stripping of, you know, the alternative is much worse in this day and age because the alternative means stripping our freedoms. And now the mainstream media, lamestream, that is the problem, is talking about uh, some stripping of, you know, the alternative is much worse in this day and age because the alternative means stripping our freedoms. An agenda that stifles our economy and that would strip any of our freedoms that are constitutionally protected. Well, perhaps, I, I mean, I, I think it was, but uh, again, the time of, of such national import when it came to the, that campaign season, but uh, again, but uh, again, but uh, but uh, but uh, again, more important has been anyone on, on the GOP ticket who could support these policies, any GOP member who would go that direction instead of standing strong on the planks in our platform, I question their commitment, taken on from a local level on up to the national level, that establishment that has been part of the permanent political class that has gotten us into the situation that we are in today, they threw the good guys under the bus. Yeah. In addition to so many other politicians running on the idea of 
an opportunity to stand up and, and get America to debate the issue. And then they were, and then they were, and then they were appreciating what it is that they even sacrificed. It's unquestionable that there is an attack on wool socks, and that is an attack on ShamWow type commercialization. Lie, 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 and um, lie. He did lie, talking about uh, some stripping of butt, 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 talking about uh, some stripping of our butt, uh, some stripping of our butt. The Spud Goodman Show, it has some merit. So we have a call here, don't we? I don't know. Is there somebody on the line? Hey, I like speaking with Bud Goodman, the host. That's who I'd like to speak to. Well, I will say who I am if you're going to say who you are. I'm just getting a little choked up You here. okay? You first. Well, I tried to call a couple of weeks ago, but I couldn't get through. Okay, well, you know, we're a really popular program. My family, you know, has a hell of a time getting on the air. Getting on the air. They're never on this show, so... Never. Let's face it, we got about two and a half minutes to kill. What do you got? What do you got for me? Well, I have a question per se. Rather, I'd just like to comment that you need to realize the influence you have on innocent minds. I teach Sunday school, and when I heard you say on the air a couple weeks back that evolution was a scientific given, that it was a done deal, and there was no dissenting opinions out there, well, I'll tell you that got my dander up. Well, but I don't think you should get into this discussion. It can only end ugly. Yeah, I think I remember saying something about Charles Darwin on the air. I definitely remember. He's a smart dude. But what, what's your problem, Ted? Well, it's not right to it deny the truth of the book of Genesis. His name was Ted? Ted. You no, know, yeah. you can't cherry pick well, what you feel from yeah. the facts of the Holy Scriptures. The Bible is not an Encyclopedia Britannica. It's infallible. Huh. The earth was created in six days and of write that story. down. Six. Write it down. Did not originate from apes or fish, Six? as some of you misguided officials yeah. and other people teach in the public school uh, system. Uh, yeah, okay. I, I warned you. Spud. Look, I I'm not an expert gonna... on religion. I think everybody knows that. And, you know, even though I spent my formative years, you know, hanging out with nuns, I just don't know. Uh, you know that. Here's what I'm trying to say to you. You can't take every story literally in the Bible. You do know there are some tall tales in there, right? Paul I'm Bunyan? pretty sure the guy, I don't think Paul Bunyan was in it now. He's I'm in pretty the, sure that he? the guys that wrote their chapters didn't fact check everything before they you know, cranked them out. They had busy lives with stuff to do. And you, you know, I write a little too myself. And I have to deal with deadlines and everything. And well, sometimes just things go out that I don't have time to double check. Oh, there you go again. When I heard you say on the air that the Earth is millions of years old, well, that was what made me pick up the phone in the first yeah. place. Okay. A factual, factual time frame for the origin of the Earth is between 6,250 right, years ago. This time frame yeah, okay. of the liberal hey, humanist I can see. of millions of okay, years. Okay, all right, all right. I can see this one stuck go on for hours and hours and hours and hours. The thing here, excuse me, it's my show. The thing here, you know, right now would be to go to like, you know, the John Stewart route and ask you to hang around and we can continue this on the web. But since we're already on the web and there is no third option, well, you're going to have to get the hook. Hang up with this dude. Anyway, so and I got I got to tell you anyway, from my opinion, I never did buy that, you know, that Jonah guy surviving inside that whale of fish. Bathed the blue there wasn't enough oxygen was. for more than 10 minutes, max. I, I don't know. I've always been a tough sell with scary movies, too. i got to admit that. I'm, I'm so much skeptical. What can I say? It takes the, you know, I don't know. Anyway. All right, let's wrap this baby up, all right? All right, we're ready. So, 
on a scale of one to ten, how would you rate tonight's show? Maybe mm. you should use a curve without, you know, okay. that might give us at least a four or five. I give it an 11, but a fantastic show, and now I have someone to sit with at Mass every Sunday besides my parents. That is so cool. Nothing against my parents, but my mom always tells me to turn off the iPod and sit up straight, spit out the girl. Whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, I don't remember saying I was going to start going no, again for sure. I'm thinking about it, no, okay? First of all, you know how I hate crowds, and, and now the standing room only thing probably is what we're going to have to face. You know, I mean, they're going to have to go to assigned seating or something to keep up with how popular this guy okay, is. Th- that would be really cool, but there might be some single women in the crowd. Right now, the average age at my parish is like early, eight, mid-80s. We could use some fresh blood. <sighs> okay, well, first of all, I hope Pope Francis does a smart thing. You know, and, and this fall at least gives NFL fans a pass on Sundays through the through the Super Bowl. That still leaves like maybe, what, no. six and a half, seven months out of the year. It'd be a smart business move. It you would. know, make a holy proclamation that serious fans would not have to feel guilty skipping church during the season unless maybe you're into the Cleveland Browns or Houston Texans. And for sure, Seahawks fans mm-hmm. should get like a waiver or something. Yeah, for I, sure. I think Pope Francis is going to put out of business all the other religious guys who try to push burning in hell. Yeah, that right. is a tough sell these days. Yeah. Well, I think when he did say, who am I to judge, that must have made the staff at the 700 Club start looking around for another gig because he's this guy's going to be really tough to compete against. Well, don't wait too long before you decide to start going again. By then, you might be out of luck and they might be sold out for a long time. You know, they don't have luxury suites or skyboxes up by the choir on the second floor. My church only holds maybe right. 250, so I'm thinking we're going to need to be standing in line a couple hours before Mass now to make sure we get in. All right, well, tell you what. This Sunday, you get there early, right. save me a place in line, and I I'm going to give it a shot. No, I'll, I'll just see how I like it. Is there a dress code? No, no, no j- just no shorts or flip-flops. You need All to right. show some respect. I mean, I can try saving you a place in line, but I hope people don't get pissed with you cutting in. It's church. What are they going to do? And oh. maybe you should get there three hours early, okay, just to make sure I'm not into crappy seats, all right? Right, right let's, I got let's this. let's close this thing. All right, I'm Spud Goodman. On behalf of my co-host, Mr. Chick Hunter, and our guest tonight, thanks for tuning in. Be all that you can be, and I mean that. God bless and adios. Warning. Once again, here is... Warning Danger. Warning. Thank you, Spud Goodman. Thank you, NWCZ Radio. We're Warning Danger. This song's called Pluto is a Planet, goddammit. Pluto is a planet. Pluto is a planet. Pluto is a planet, goddammit. Pluto is a planet. Pluto is a planet. Pluto is a planet, goddammit. Science fair in fifth grade made a mobile of the planets. Would have got an F grade if the ninth planet wasn't on it. But Pluto is a planet. Pluto is a planet. Pluto is a planet. God damn it. Pluto is a planet. Pluto is a planet. Pluto is a planet. God damn it. We don't know much about little Pluto because it's so far out in space. But we do know it's got five moves and it orbits and it rotates cause Pluto is a planet, Pluto is a planet, Pluto is a planet, goddammit! Pluto is a planet, Pluto is a planet, Pluto is a planet, goddammit! I dare you to go up to Pluto and say, oh Pluto, you're not a planet, you're just a big floating rock! You've been listening to the Spud Goodman Radio Show with Chick Hunter, a program composed almost entirely of post-consumer waste ones and zeros. The show is written and directed by Spud Goodman, produced by David Brenneman of Rosedale Audio Productions. Original music by Michael Spots and Tom Harmon. Executive producer is Lori Madsen, and associate producer is Derek Schneider. Live music production and broadcast engineering by On One at the facilities of NWCZ Radio. Musical commentaries by the folks 
singers in hell. Check out Spud's TV stuff on YouTube, his radio stuff on iTunes, NWCZ, or SpudGoodman.com, and follow Spud on all types of social media. Believe me, he's finally getting the hang of this stuff. Copyright 2014, Spud Goodman Productions. Join us again next week for another exercise in synergy through stakeholder teaming on the Spud Goodman Radio Show with Chick Hunter. to the Spud Goodman post-show report. We will now perform an autopsy of tonight's episode. Here is your host, Ivy Quinn. Hi. Welcome to the Spud Goodman show post-show report. Tonight we have Warning Danger. They were kind enough to stick around. Gentlemen, I would like you to make sure your equipment is secure because I'm going to ask you some questions in a little bit, and they're going to be hard-hitting. I'm not going to pull any punches. Okay, so it's a good thing you've got those goggles, dude. Thanks for having us. Thank you for staying. Um, I'd like to welcome my panel. I've got Derek, David, on one, and of course, the illustrious Mr. Chick Hunter. I just don't want to stand up. So, um, I appreciate you being so lazy. Thank you. Uh, Chick, this is just a little follow-up mm-hmm. question from last week. Did yeah. you go to confession? Uh, yeah, but I didn't tell the truth, so I have to go are, back. Are you lying to me now? There's maybe. You you better start keeping a list. Yeah, well, I do. I remember in my heart. Uh, uh, technically, that doesn't count. No, it's a sin in my heart, just like Jimmy Carter. You know, he he lost it. But I it mean, in his if heart. you don't report it, okay. it doesn't get wiped out. Really? That's yeah. Oh! I, d- I didn't make the rules. I, Don't oh, hate the player, hate the game. Stupid game. Yeah, it's a stupid game. Our first two songs are by two bands who have performed on this show. And unfortunately, they're going to be calling it quits. Uh, they're going to have their last show this Saturday night at the New Frontier Lounge in Tacoma. The show time's 9 o'clock, and they are graciously, I might add very graciously, making it a free event. So it's going to be a crazy, wild, sweaty night for everybody who can cram into the place. Here is Big Wheel Stunt Show with Bounty Hunter, and then we'll hear the hard count with Blow It All Up, Burn It All Down.
Goodman Post Show Report. And we're back. Um, we have warning danger. If you fellas wouldn't mind introducing yourselves, I'm sure our audience would like to know to whom we speak. My name is Mark Osler. I'm the lead singer of Warning Danger. I'm Eric. I play guitar. Uh, Reverend Rick, bass. I'm Mike Cree, and I play drums. Uh, is Rick, is that a uh, actual regulated safety kilt you're wearing? Yes, yes it is. Okay, it's, I just wanted to check. It's nice and slick vinyl so nothing gets caught to it. Okay, <laughs> all right. Okay, so I have a question for you guys. I noticed on your Facebook page you mentioned some of the other bands you like. Is it okay if I mention them? Yeah. Okay. Sure. So, Poop Attack, <laughs> Jaguar Paw, yeah. Steel Tigers of Death, yes. and Stod. Kids on Fire. Rock on. Now, uh-huh. your MO is that you're you're talking about the dangers of danger, right? Correct. Trying to protect. Do those bands kind of sound dangerous to you? They're kind of our punk rock nemesis. So, are you going to write maybe an ode to them in the future? You bet. We Warning. love playing with them. Yeah, I think we can start doing that. Mm-hmm. And we played with Kids on Fire like a week, or no, uh, Steel Tigers of Death like a week oh, ago. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Kids on Fire, their only hope is maybe that Steel Tigers of Death put them out with their claws, but then that's not really a good alternative. We do have a stop, drop, and roll song that's appropriate for Kids on Fire. But then you have to look out for the poop attack. <laughs> I was always worried I would confuse stop, drop, and roll and stop, look, and listen and really get in big trouble at a crosswalk. Don't confuse those. So, yeah, I'll have to re-listen to that, to, to that song so I can make sure I keep it straight. Um, Pluto as a planet. That's right. That was awesome. Thank you. Uh, very impassioned defense. That's right. Something we feel very strongly about. Mm-hmm. And you guys, you guys were dropping some serious science in the lyrics. <laughs> yes. That's right. You know, you were talking about the moons and the mm-hmm. rotation. Mm-hmm. So would you take on Neil deGrasse Tyson or do you stay away from fighting? Because that's dangerous. <laughs> Who's Neil deGrasse Tyson? He's the uh, science fiction guy on PBS. Uh, not science He's fiction. He's actually science, science fact. Just science. Science yeah. faction. Oh. Science fact. <laughs> Cosmo. I actually think he may be bending because uh, NASA is actually going to requal reclassify Pluto as a planet. Yeah. Do, you, do you think that Our word was, got out. Yeah, because it does robot, orbit, rotate, and has moons. It okay. defines it as a planet. Well, ah. that is a huge victory for you guys, and uh, I think you should celebrate it by playing a song. Groovy. We will. Right on. What's it, what's it called? The song's called Zombie Wars, and we're shooting a video for this song in the 2-bit on Sunday, March 23rd. Y'all should come down 4 to 8 p.m. Be next to our video. Yeah, hit it, Brooker! My career on the drums. Here comes Rick. We're in a cabin down, down at Ocean Shores. Vatican said, take me behind the secret door. One on Earth and I, press play for it. Conjured up a zombie Shoot the head and throw it off the top. 
This is the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. Wow, you guys are freaking legit. You are seriously hard, but you're so polished. I love it. Well, thank you. Everybody should come out to the, what was it, the tractor? No, the 2-Bit, 2-Bit Saloon. Um, It is a video shoot for this song, Zombie Mm -hmm. War, and they need extras. Do you prefer zombie extras or terrified people extras? Or we both. Need both. Both. <laughs> so bring them on out. Yep. Come on down. Thank you for sticking around and for, for playing. You guys are really seriously very good. Okay, and I think Derek's going to introduce our clip from the show. Yeah, uh, for our first clip this week, it's uh, from the Jim Jeffries interview. And I'm actually kind of glad that uh, Spud brought this up because I got to tell you something. He and I have a habit Ooh, of watching uh, Australian... Confession. Yeah, we, we uh, watch Australian rules football together. You and Spud? Yeah. Uh, he's had me over for, uh, for a couple times on weekends and stuff. But uh, I got to tell you, I'm sick and tired of explaining the rules to him every time I watch. It's like watching soccer with my girlfriend. It, you know, it's getting ridiculous. Really? I'm, you guys I'm, make out? <laughs> no. Uh, so I'm glad that he asked Jim Jeffries to explain it. And uh, I kind of felt bad for Jim. You know, he Spud put him in a tight spot trying to get him to explain it in 19 words or less. Okay. So uh, let's go ahead and roll that clip. Hey, uh, in 19 words or less, can you describe the, the rules to Australian rules football? Because I keep having to Google things when I'm watching the games. I notice though you guys don't have cheerleaders or marching bands, so that's a plus. I don't know if I can do it in 19 words or less, but I'll give it a go. Give it, uh, give it a go. Uh, uh, kick ball. Yes. Uh, through post. Yes. Uh, uh, if you catch it, you get a free kick. Write this down, Chick. There we go. How many words is that? That's that did. That's about it. Is there? Is that? That's how you score then. Okay. All right. Uh, and there's actually time kept. Right, so the thing is, the thing is, if I do it in under nineteen, basically what you do is you kick the ball. Yeah. And then you jump up, and if you catch it on the full, then you get to have a free kick where you get to kick it by yourself. But if you don't catch it on the full, it bounces on the ground. Everyone can scramble for it and then keep kicking it. And so you keep kicking it until someone catches it, and then if you kick it through the post, you get six points. Six. Okay. Six. One. You got this down, Chick. Six points. Kicking. Okay. Right. I don't want to have to deal with this again when I watch it. Don't fall down. I got. Don't fall down. All right. Super. So be honest. This is this is our confession episode. Do you just think like tank tops are cool? Absolutely. And so, what's your favorite team? My favorite team is the Brisbane Lions, who actually just dismantled the Gold Coast Suns just a couple days ago. I, I I think rugby's better. To me, the Australian rules football is, is kind of like the Broadway musical version of rugby. Well, you know what? We can have that discussion off the air. Ooh, that sounds like a threat. I'm in. Warning, danger. What, what do you think, Chick? Have you ever watched? Australian rules football? Australian rules football. I know they, they drink Foster's. That's, right? that's Australian for beer. Uh-huh. I did not know you spoke Australian. Well, I speak all sorts of languages if I know words. Do you guys check it out? Do you watch Australian rules football? Bloody big room, mate. I, I don't know what that means. It, it was a, a little Australian uh, piece just thrown kind of, in for just flavor. Just kind of like a little trip to Australia for everyone here. Yeah. yeah. And I but why not it. rugby? I've got my Australian to English dictionary over here if you want to borrow it. All yeah, I've got it. no problems with rugby. I, I, let me try this out real quick. Uh, Oi, mates, I believe we have a phone call on the line. We do. Yes. Okay, then let's take the call. Crikey! 
Hey, this is Samuel. Miss Quinn, I'm Samuel Goodman, Spud's cousin. Oh, hello. Oh, I just want to touch base with you as we have not been formally introduced. Well, yeah, but, get introduced. But I, well, yeah, I was wondering if you might want to upgrade your show a bit with a professional weather forecast. It does wonders for the Today Show, made them number one in the morning. I am a highly trained meteorologist who has his own Doppler radar system. Yeah, well, but Sp- Sam, I think Spud would you rather not harass Ivy here. She has enough to deal with hosting the program. I certainly have nothing against a meteorologist being on the show, but I really think this is probably something that Spud should take care of or respond to. come on. I know what Spud is going to say. He is very close-minded in regards to meteorologists. He thinks no one can predict the weather. You know, we never get any credit when we are right, you know. Tell you what, I will let Spud know of your interest in participating in the post-show report. And, and Samuel, why are you wasting your time here? You know what he's going to say. I just thought Ivy might be able to use her feminine wild to make Spud see the light on this. As far as I know, he's great. If not, then we can go to plan B. Oh, Samuel, we need to get back to the show. Just thanks for calling, though. Are you kidding me? No, it's good I to hear from you. Buddy, I think. Did you hang up on him? Yes, I, I couldn't take any more of that, sorry. Okay, well then. I was I... just about to ask him what my horoscope looked like for this week. Thanks for calling, Samuel. I think we're going to go to a couple of songs. So next we'll hear from the Black Angels with Telephone. And after that, Spud's going to play a song from our show's very own Richard Peterson, who tonight is being honored at a fundraiser at the Feedback Lounge in Seattle to help ensure he doesn't have to perform on the streets anymore. We're also looking to find out if there's any way you can contribute, can contribute electronically. So we'll let you know about that in future. We really hope it's sold out. And here's a song from Richard titled Mathesization, which highlights his long-term respect for Johnny Mathis. Vocals are courtesy of the Young Fresh Fellows. Enjoy.
Mathesization Wonderful tour Public relations Constant world organization I heard him sing Chances are Mathesization Those 30 years of information Fancy cheer Civilization Midwestern tour, pure population of the concert world, standing ovation. It's right or wrong when you say the same song. It's not for me to say. Spud Goodman post-show report with Ivy Quinn will return in just a moment. Welcome back to the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. 
Okay, this is highly unorthodox, and I think Spud will frown on it, but he can't stop it right now. So, Mark from Morning Danger has something he wants to say. I just want to give a shout-out to my band man, Eric Brookbauer. Tomorrow's his birthday, and we love you, man, and thank you for all the work that you do in the band. So I got you a little something. Here you go. Check it out. <laughs> he handed him a disc. It's an autographed Moto CD. He's looking at the disc. He's totally awesome. He seems he's a very mad genius. delighted <laughs> about the disc. Delighted. And thank you, Spud Goodman. You totally rule. And thank you, Ivy Quinn. You totally rule. Thank you for having us. Thank this you guys awesome. for being on. Awesome. That was really fast. That would have been a great Oscar speech. He yeah. Fit, he fit a lot into a short amount of time he there. He could maybe become a consultant <laughs> teaching people how to do that. <laughs> So you have a clip for us, right? Yeah, I do. And, uh, you know, before I get to this clip, I just got to say that that cheap shot that you gave me to the eye, I don't appreciate it. The one that everybody it. enjoyed so much? Is that the one you're Look, talking about? I know about? that argument got heated, but I still stand by my lines. Okay. So this next clip is from the Lisa Lampanelli interview. Oh, I thought you were talking about making out with Spud. My bad. <sighs> it's from the Lisa Lampanelli interview. And uh, I appreciated this clip because I thought this was just the ultimate middle finger to the Westboro Baptist Church. Cool. Let's and, hear it. Uh, yeah, let's roll it. Um, you did a show in Topeka, Kansas in 2011, and those lovely citizens from the Westboro Baptist Church picketed outside your performance. So Bless you uh, pledged to donate a thousand bucks per demonstrator. Uh, how much did you end up writing a check for? I wrote a check for $50,000 out of my own pocket because Ow. guess what? I said, you know what? These a-holes are going to come out. We'll let them see that it hurts them more than it helps them. So they got to protest, but then the Gay Men's Health Crisis, which is my chosen charity, mm -hmm. got to get fifty grand to help people with HIV. So there you go, in your face, Westboro, and I got a nice tax write-off so everybody could suck it. All right, that's a win-win. Uh, best moment ever? Probably. All right. How cool is that? That was brilliant. I, I mean, their protests are so ineffective. I mean, regardless of what they're trying to say, which is a load of crap, we all know, and they're awful people and they do terrible things. That's just brilliant. What a way to slap them right? in the face. I mean, just pretend for a second that you're a one-celled organism like those guys. And just think, like, what were you thinking, like, going out there? Like, how do you justify still going out there if you know that there's going to be money going to a cause that you're against? Well, and I didn't know that Lisa Lampanelli was like a, a 50, 50K clams kind of love, kind of person. Those are some deep pockets. Those, those were. I mean, She thousand... does date a lot of black guys. I think we should start a letter writing campaign to see if we can get them to come here and protest this show. Well, Chick, how much would you be willing to shell out per pro protester and what would your cause be? Well, my stop protest. I haven't heard anybody protest anything recently except for them. Uh, um, I could chip in five dollars a day. And, and what would our worthy cause? What, what would we support? Save the wombats. And I know just they're they're. they're they're probably in danger because of Australian rules football. It's like is the, what I'm thinking. The bees have that dust on them. Is there? Is it there probably some is destroying their habitat. Is, is there some fun for the upkeep of the uh, Lenin statue in uh, you know Fremont? Maybe we could contribute to that. That would be pretty cool. Yeah, people keep putting coats on it. Maybe he's cold. Well, he is from Russia. A strong, serviceable coach. Okay, so it's probably time for some more music. So first up, we have a band that will be performing live next week on our show, Death by Stars. They will also be appearing this Saturday night at the historic Java Jive. Here they are with The Future We Wanted, and then we'll hear T-Bird in the Breaks with Somebody Had a Drinking Problem Last Night. 
is the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. Okay, so just a quick correction. That song by Death by Stars is called Source, and it's actually from the album um, The Future We Wanted. So Source is the song, if you dig that. That was good work. Okay, Sounds so... Sounds like you got a bad source on that first title. Wah, wah. All right, so Derek, what's your third clip My third clip you go is to from... your timeout corner? <laughs> My third clip is from the Hal Sparks interview. Uh, this one was asked him about um, the Benghazi, Obama Benghazi uh, news loop on Fox News 24-7. Let's go ahead and roll the clip. What's your take on the Fox Nation's 24-7 loop of uh, Benghazi, Obamacare, and Benghazi? <laughs> um, I, well, I would say that um, they're only doing that because it's too early to do uh, specific Hillary hit pieces. Okay, that's true. They know she's going to beat whatever sociopath they run next time. Um, it will either be Rand Paul or Marco Rubio or Ted Cruz or Mike Huckabee, and all of them are going to lose horribly to whoever it is. So all they can do is chip away at the winning number. That's all they're doing now. I was kind of hoping for Scott Walker, but yeah, I guess well, I guess time will tell. But it's it's going to be an empty. You know, seat. I. I those those new emails that came out might have just lambasted his choice. He, he may be the second coming of Chris Christie in that regard. Yep. He's not exactly, you know, Mr. Lightning, though. Even if they do run him, um, it's, <laughs> I just want to see Hillary going, you have no chance, young Scott Walker. So does anybody think that the Republicans have a contender that could take Hillary? Mm, not uh, really. Hal, Hal didn't seem to think so, and he's way more deeply informed about this than I am. I mean, I'm a little tiny bit informed. I watch like MSNBC a couple times a week after in the afternoons, but I, I haven't the seen Daily anybody. Show. That's where I get most of my, uh, most of my fun news. Yeah. Um, I really don't think they have a chance and I think they're scared. Honestly, so I can't wait to see them not have a chance. So Benghazi, Obama, Benghazi. Yeah. Bob. B-O-B. I, I think anyone that does have a chance, the Clintons probably have a lot of dirt on them already. Well, the, the dirt, the Clinton's talking about dirt. I mean, we'll admit that, but. And everybody's registered, right? We're all ready to vote. Yay. On one. Are you registered to vote? Uh, yeah, I, I vote all the time. Okay. I'm really glad to see that we have a very civically responsible panel going on here. I actually used to be a registrar of voters. That's impressive. Ooh. That's like being the sorting hat at Hogwarts. I guess. So I think now we're going to go to a couple songs. As promised by Spud while interviewing him earlier tonight, we have a song by Hal Sparks and his band Zero One. It's called American Psycho. And interesting fact, guys, it was ghostwritten by Dick Cheney. And then we'll have the f holes live with Tendency.
So I want to remind people that uh, Lisa Lampanelli is going to be at the Moor Friday, February 28th, and that uh, Hal Sparks is going to be playing. Is he tonight or is he tomorrow? Both. He's, he's both and Saturday, and he's somewhere. I'm I'm playing. I'm I'm parlor. parlor. <laughs> did I did yes? Yes. Okay, thanks. We were kind of playing like a fun version of guess what I'm thinking. 
Um, we also want to remind people that uh, Warning Danger is going to be doing a video shoot. It's Sunday, March 23rd at the 2-Bit Saloon, 4 to 8 p.m. And they say wear old clothing that you don't mind getting fake blood sprayed on. So thank you, Derek. You had good clips. And I will not tease you about Australian rugby anymore. Go Lions. I'll be thinking it, but I won't tease you anymore. And thank you, everybody else. Derek, David, Chick, Nevin, Spud, who puts up with me on one. I'm sorry I didn't mean to leave you out. You know what I'm really surprised at is that Australian football actually has rules. I thought that the rules were there were no rules. So I'm a little surprised. But... You guys, uh, you guys got to come out sometime to uh, one of our rec league games. Oh, you play. Ah, the truth comes out. He's there not just like, I enjoy the sport. What? He's a player. It's a fun sport to play, That you guys. is cool. I, the, I think every I sport's cool when you play it. It always makes everything Wait, cooler yeah, when you're playing. You just like wearing tank tops. Wait, you you're can, like, I need an excuse to wear a sleeveless shirt. I, I mean, look at these guns. Come you're on. Like, hey, ladies. If you had guns like this, you'd show them off, too. On the radio, right? Um, on the radio. Wait, you can play Australian football in, in America? That's the thing. Yeah, there's, you know, permit Ooh. things that you have to like, you know, it's kind of like an out of country. Are like there US rules like or are you playing Australian rules or international it's, rules? It's like learn how to swallow their nasty beer. Well, because it's a rec league, we have US rules, Australian rules, football. Well, and, and when the ball is moving through the air, it has to spin in the opposite direction, too. Yeah, which can, like which can get toilets. pretty tricky. They flush in it the opposite direction. It all has to do with, a, with the Coriolis effect. Okay, mm-hmm. now my head hurts. That's science. Chick, science seems to always make your head hurt. Yeah. You should immerse yourself in it. We had that thing more Pluto is a planet, too. And, I, and I, isn't that great? I mean, you I were love... really writhing around over there when they were singing that song. You were having a hard time with I it. I trying to wrap my head around it all, and it just kept you know, circling. Well, I circling. really like that these, these bands that... That Spud's bringing in are dropping some science on us because Julia Massey had that awesome evolution song about uh, the story of the Earth so far, and then this one is about was about Pluto. So I, I'm kind of loving it. Um, here's a song, and it was something that supposedly Spud starts every morning with. His songs it, it plays on his iPod at breakfast. It's by the Brothers Comatose, entitled "The Scout." I am the Scout. You are the man, you're all grown up and you do what you can Say I don't know nothing, but you'll surely see What I do knowing that I won't grow old Instead of punching clocks and doing what I'm told I'm staying young forever, that's how it's gonna be But you do it all the time One more sitting curse and I'm headed out for good We'll ride our bikes all over this town Ain't no freedom like two wheels on the ground We'll be running wild instead of doing like we should
Show Report. Once again, here's your host, Ivy Quinn. So we're back. I think um, we're going to abolish maybe like talking about heated things like what we like and don't like when people are keeping secrets when it they're actually players. Too, it gets a little too violent, and I'm glad uh, you know Warning Danger was here to keep us keep us safe. They put those cones around so we all knew our place. Yeah, we created think, little safety zones and everything. Well, I think it turned and nobody out lost an eye. Nobody broke a bone. No. Dave lost a tooth, but that was prior to the show starting. That was so I don't think we're going to take responsibility for that one. I lost my virginity. Do you, you guys do you see it? <laughs> I'll see if no. I can find that. Oh, that's what you were doing. I might have stepped on it when I was yeah. filming. Yeah. Dave lost his tooth, but he found it again, too. So he put a picture of it online. Yes, and he said he might yes. make jewelry out of it. I was thinking, yeah, I'd make it into a charming pendant. Um, I have an uncle that, that makes pendants out of elk teeth, and I thought, well, you know. Same I think thing. you should get a little scrimshaw done elk on there, teeth. too. How do the elk feel about that? Uh, well, they really don't have a vote. So. I didn't know they wore Is that necklaces. like having a grill? Do they do they, they still have them in when he's doing this work? Or does he kill is the elk first, after? or does he go and like put them in a headlock and like rip one out and let it go? So it's just uh, a I think gear. I think he just uses a, a little Novocaine, you know, and they don't, they don't feel a thing. Okay. Well, this has definitely been fact-filled, fun, and... Um, Safe. So be safe. Remember, Warning Danger wants you to be safe, and they will sing to you about being safe. And our 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 tonight, we're gonna close out with the dimensions, and she's boss. Now here she comes. Here she comes. Here she comes. Just look. Just look. Just look. Isn't that girl? Something fine I'm gonna take her And make her mine Watch her walk, watch her walk, watch her walk She's boss, she's boss, she's boss She puts me in outer space My heart's a-beating at a rapid pace Then she kiss you like you wouldn't believe Tease you until you just wanna scream Check her hair Spud Goodman Post Show Report is written and directed by Spud Goodman. Produced by David Brenneman of Rosedale Audio Productions. Executive producer, Lori Madsen. 
Audio engineer on one at the facilities of NWCZ Radio. Audio highlights Derek Schneider. Our interns are Joseph Haley, Digital Operations, and Nevin Smith in studio production. The music composed and performed by Brian J. Martin. Copyright 2014 Spud Goodman Productions. David Brenneman speaking. Be sure to tune in next week at this time for another adventure in broadcast forensics on the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. Report.